0: I really wish I wasn't so polite because I would really just like to just say all those actual things.
1: You're not always polite, Beth. Learn rude. Okay.
0: Welcome to Fit to Be Radio. Slip on your minimal sneakers, notch your headphones into your ears, tuck your smartphone into your pocket, and take us along for a walk while we talk. Or just grab a cup of your favorite drink and get on the floor and stretch a bit while we bring you all things fitness, core, and diastases recti related.
1: <laughs> wow. What do we call this, Beth? Fit to be. Hey, everybody, my name is Chris Benke, and I am the host of the first podcast ever of Fit2Be Radio. And I've got with me Beth Lern, who is the founder of Fit2Be. She also acts as the CEO um, of our tiny little fitness company. And we are super excited today to kick off this very first podcast that's going to be, I think, something pretty cool because we're talking about. Real stuff, and actually, we were just talking a second ago before launching this that we don't want this podcast to be jam packed full of stuff and fluff. So we want it to be real content uh, about stuff that you guys really care about, and we're going to bring in cool guests and all that. But we thought we would start this podcast off today, our very first one, and talk about what we've been up to the last actual seven years as we've launched this business and. Just kind of how that journey happened, what's worked, what's not worked, all that stuff. Um, Beth, what do you think? Should we talk about that?
0: Oh man, just as you said seven years, my brain like rolled back.
1: Seven years, right? Like, <laughs>
0: it's actually,
1: we're launching this podcast very close to our seven year anniversary. Yes. That's right, right? Or yeah. No. Well,
0: so October, October
1: 2010
0: is when we launched. We started filming in March of 2010, and it was a Christmas party. In two thousand nine, when we came oh, yeah. up with this hairbrained idea,
1: right? <laughs> so it's actually kind of started even more than seven years ago, but officially we've had a real fitness website for seven years. So people might be finding this podcast on YouTube. They might be finding it on Apple, um, all over the place. So they might not know about us at all. So let's just start at the high level. What is Fit to Be Studio? today like what is it right now
0: today fit to be is an online fitness site that has members in 30 plus countries we provide membership based workout access and e-learning so we have lots of e-courses and we have a lot of workout videos that people stream all over the world 24/7 all the time
1: so you talk a lot about tummy safe so we're at like a ton tummy safe fitness hub for the universe for women.
0: Yeah. And we were the first ones to do that in terms of fitness. There's a lot of other providers out there that do online rehab and diastasis education, but we provide fitness. So once people have regained the function of their core and started closing the gap in their abs, we come along and say, Hey, here's how you can safely exercise and not undo all the work you've been doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, why? So one of the things that's interesting when I talk to people that I meet about this site is they ask me two questions that are actually, it's funny because of the same questions you and I talked about at that Christmas party, mm-hmm. where I was trying to tell you this was a dumb idea and you were trying to tell me it was amazing. <laughs> um, and luckily you were right, but the questions are, why would I need this thing if I can just go to YouTube And there's like 20 million results if you type workout. And then the second question is why, why can't I, why wouldn't I just go to a regular gym? So before we get into the history and stuff, I just want to get that out because I think that's a big differentiator and I was really wrong at the very beginning about this. And I think it's cool for you to tell the difference because you end up being right about it totally hundred percent.
0: Well, first of all, I want to answer the second question and that is because we just today had somebody post on our Facebook page and say this. Hey, fit to be folks, it's the same monthly price as Planet Fitness. I don't have the luxury of getting away. She's got kids. She's got a busy life. So this would be amazing if it was worth it. Anyone have any insight? And she's got a flood of responses from our customers saying how amazing we are, why it's definitely worth it, why it's hard to get out of the house, and it's hard to get to a gym when you've got little kids in tow. And it's pretty cool to read those responses. And that is what I was feeling when we launched fit to Be. is I was a stay at home mom going to the gym with even two kids in tow was often more work than it felt worth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just overwhelming, right? Like right. how do I squeeze one more thing in and whether we want to admit it or not, like if we're going to go to the gym, we got to look good because it's just kind of expected. So that's not always realistic. And people want to say, I don't care. And sometimes it's true. But for the most part, like, do you really want to get dressed up to go work out? Because it's actually kind of ridiculous a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I do a lot of my working out in my pajamas at home. (laughs) I love it. I love not having to put on makeup or do my hair just to go get sweaty at a gym. And where I live, it takes 15 minutes to get to a gym and 15 minutes to get back. And so if I go there to work out for a half hour or 45 minutes, it's kind of a wash and that can be frustrating. You add bringing kids along, getting them in and out of car seats, getting them in and out of childcare. And it's, oh, it is, it's a workout just getting there and back. Yeah. So you know, to answer your other question about the whole YouTube thing, often you don't know what the background of the YouTube filmer is. I've got a neighbor who films YouTube videos in his backyard with a plastic chair. He puts his little phone on the chair and he starts hopping around like a squirrel. And I can tell you for sure that kid has no credentials because I know him. <laughs> but I mean, it looks cool. He's doing all these amazing like calisthenic motions, but, but I can also point out five things he's doing wrong. The tendency on YouTube is you're going to follow the most amazing outlandish workout yeah. and you don't know if that's even what you mean. So fit to be has a real progression. I have a degree in exercise and sports science. I've been doing this for over 20 years it's just radically different than what's out there on YouTube. Although we do have a good YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, we have a good YouTube channel and I think that's cool. But the thing that sticks out a lot in my mind is we create an environment that's safe. Yes. Um, And that's not even true at a lot of gyms. Uh, for sure, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad, but it is the truth. And I think people have found that as they've injured themselves time and time and time and time again, it's ironic. Um, and I understand why, but it's ironic. Down the street from my house, there is a gym called Snap Fitness. It's great it's a little gym, I guess. It's a twenty-four hour access where there's no staff there, kind of thing. Um, but what's ironic is right in the same building, the only two businesses in this building. Is a physical therapy <laughs> uh-huh. and they're there on purpose together and they would say, and I know it's true that they want their people to go do this, these exercises and stuff in this gym. But also it's true that there are people that injure themselves, especially in that gym. Cause there's not even anyone to help you there. And then they got to go get their physical therapy and find out why they're injured uh, up the stairs in the physical therapy office. And I think that that is actually ironically true across the country where people are going and they're doing their little things and they're getting their aggressive workouts and then they're injuring themselves um and we provide this progression as you said of uh exercise workouts and information and lessons that kind of help people where they're at so they could be they could be on our site and do an aggressive workout or they could be on our site and just have you know, gone through something traumatic and do something gentle mm-hmm. they are.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I was a member of Snap for a while, and I probably would still be, except for that I went head to head with one of their personal trainers who was having a woman do crunches and sit-ups, and I could see her gap pointing up, tenting, bulging. And I was like, I just, I couldn't take it anymore. I'd already talked to this guy. Um yeah. You know, and I was, I was a member there. I wasn't a trainer. So, you know, as a member, I could talk and say what I want. It's great. So I'm like, dude, look, look, that's what I was talking about. And he's like, excuse me, I'm in a personal training session. And I'm like, but you're hurting her, ma'am, ma'am. This is, I... I, and so I, I totally lost face. I I couldn't show my face at that gym anymore, especially because, um, it, it just, it obviously didn't go over well. Obviously nobody there was willing to listen. So you have a, a high level personal trainer at this gym. Um, and this is not against snap or anything. I think snap is probably a great organization. Um, their trainers are doing what they know. Um, yeah. sadly, there's not a lot of education out there for trainers when it comes to dioceses and pelvic floor, even though postpartum women make up the largest section of people looking for personal training. Yeah. So this information yeah. should be known they know by they- personal trainers, but it's not. And sadly, uh, they're not always the most open-minded to hearing it, even yeah. when it's pre- oh. presented delicately. <laughs> Let's
1: talk about that because when we started, um, so I would say now we're one of the top sites in the world about diastasis, diastasis awareness. I want to talk about that in just a second, but before we get to that, I think it's important to talk a little bit about how we got there because when we launched, we weren't really, um, we weren't focused on that. We weren't super aware no. of that. We were, we were, we were focused on being safe and. Um, having good progression. And so we had that focus from day one. Yes. Somewhere along the lines in the first couple of years, um, you got your hands around this knowledge and dug in and dived in fully. And we kind of transitioned the site into an information source and revamped all of our workouts. Um, can you t- let's talk about that for a second. Cause that's a cool part of our story.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, we were at this Christmas party <laughs> and you asked me, you actually asked me, Hey, uh, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail?" And I was like, Oh, I'd launch an online fitness site. And you're all, what's, well, I think I could help you with that. But I mean, there's hundreds of those thousands videos on, on YouTube, what right. would make it different? And the first thing I said was, well, for one thing, I wouldn't yell at people or jump around in skimpy clothing. I would just wear regular workout attire. And I would talk to these women like, Hey. I'm with you. I'm here in my own home. You're in your home. Let's work out together. Yeah. And I think that that's what you really latched onto. And then it was about six months to a year later that I connected with a physical therapist in my area who was doing diastasis rehab. And I went through that with her and that was Kelly Dean of the tummy team. I would love to have her on as a guest in the future and we'll definitely do that. But once I had that information, then I knew that as a fitness professional, wanting to continue working with postpartum women, I needed to make sure that the information I was providing and the movements I was demonstrating would be safe and effective right. for these women
1: right so that's an interesting thing, and I don't want to lose this point. you weren't you have a degree in sport you 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 are and you've trained you are dialed and you were not aware at least to a high level, about this issue before that, correct? Correct. And that is the state of the industry, right? Correct. (laughs) And that is super jacked up, but that is actually where we have really flourished in helping educate people and provide a safe place for them to actually improve their strength and their core strength and do their Mm -hmm. fitness, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, as much as I would love for the mainstream fitness to get a hold of this information, and it is gradually getting out there, um, there is information being presented at physical therapy um, trainings. There's information being presented at, at larger organizations like ACSM, and right. but this is this is not easy info to digest. It requires that training methods be changed, that approaches be changed, that intake methods and questionnaires be changed. And that can be a difficult thing for trainers to do. For me, for us, we were in the baby stages still of getting this business started. So we had a lot of freedom to, to re, um, remold it and reshape it. And it was a dangerous move really Mm -hmm. to decide to go, Fully diastasis aware I
1: like dangerous move. It
0: was, it was a, it felt like a tiny pond. It felt like a, a tiny fish swimming upstream against sharks. Yeah. It still feels like that a lot. Okay. Yeah. But we're doing it and we're clearly reaching people and it's very exciting and fulfilling.
1: Okay. So I, we, so we're talking about this thing, diastases, diastasis awareness, all this stuff. All right. So this is something that isn't well known. Um, so I think it's good. I mean, we talk about it literally every day, but I think it's good. Let's right here at the beginning on our very first podcast, why don't you explain in simple terms what this term we're throwing around is because it's something that people need to understand. And I will encourage you if you're listening to this and you've never heard of this before, you should visit our website or just do a Google search. You need to educate yourself about this sort of thing because the fitness you're doing might be injuring yourself. But anyway, Mm -hmm. let's So Beth, why don't you just walk us through kind of the high-level junior version of what we're talking about?
0: Okay. So diastasis recti, now remember, I'm from the West, so everything I say has a twang. A lot of people pronounce it as diastasis. Um, It's got my own draw on it, the way I say it and the way I was taught to say it, is a thinning and widening and a separation of the two sides of your abdominal wall. Right. Now, it was originally called diastasis recti because it was thought that only the rectus abs, those big six-pack abs that run up and down the middle, were what separated. But now we know that it is all the layers of your abs and the connective tissue that runs down the, mini, the middle, the linea alba, that is what thins apart and gets, loses its tension, loses its ability to hold the two sides together. Right. And so when that happens, your abs begin to lose their ability to get a grip. And your abs main job is really not to make you look good in a bikini. They're really not there to make you fit into your jeans. They're there to help you breathe. They are there to support your spine and support your organs to be in the right places. And so diastasis can also go hand in hand with a lot of other issues. It's not a single issue. It's not even the issue. What it is, is another branch on a tree of problems that all relate to core dysfunction. Yeah. And that can be caused by a lot of things.
1: And I think it's important to understand too, this is a kind of a, a separation, mm-hmm. which means you can actually have very strong abs. You can have a ripped six pack yes. and have this a hundred percent problem.
0: Yes. Right. I think people I, are shocked, I, I did.
1: By that. shocked by that, right?
0: Yes. I, I was shocked by it. I mean, I could... As a mom, I had this poochie tummy when my son was you know, two, two and a half, and I was still nursing him. Um, you know, so I was like, okay, I'm still breastfeeding. My, my belly is going to be still soft and kind of big, and, and that's normal. And I even talked about that in my early videos.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, definitely not about body shaming here for sure. Um, I could flex them into a lovely six-pack, but as soon as I relaxed them, they would distend and really bulge outward. But I had been trained that that was normal, even by the mainstream fitness industry. Right. So when I started going through ab rehab, thinking I was doing it for my customers, not necessarily for me, Mm -hmm. but I'd also been taught the wrong way to check for Mm -hmm. it. And that, that is important. There's a, there's a right and wrong way to check for it. Yeah. Um, My brain was blown. I I went home from that first session crying and angry and shaking. I was so upset at all the misinformation and all the mistraining I experienced. Yeah. And realizing I had a big job ahead of me to really revamp the way that I was training.
1: Right. So if you're listening to this and you're curious, you can go to our website, fit to becom F-I-T, the number two, the letter B, dot com. And then there's a button right on there. It's very obvious. And you can do it. You can check and kind of learn about this.
0: Mm-hmm. Look under uh, resources. Yep.
1: Look under resources. There's tons of information. You can just do a Google search on this too. Like there's lots of good information out there. Not enough, but it's getting better. It so let's just talk about this business that we're in. So we're in this business. You mentioned we we're like in 30 plus. I think we're actually in about 45 countries now. Oh. Um, we have thousands of people watching their workouts. We've got a Roku channel so they can stream to their TVs, um, e courses, all this stuff. That's what it looks like today. Now, if we just kind of rewind, blah, 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 back <laughs> seven years.
0: wait, wait, do that again. <laughs>
1: seven years. And we start talking about this. What are some of the big changes that we've done as a little online business technology, our approach, we talked about our adding diastases, right? Awareness and tuning our workouts to make Mm -hmm. safe. But what about other things? Like what pops into your head is the big stuff.
0: Oh man. Well, most recently, I think the thing that pops into my head is adding our mobile web app yeah, um, which has been an adventure and a half.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, sometimes I'm still not sure what I was thinking, but it does get used by a lot of our clients. It allows us to provide um, e courses in um, a more deliverable format. Right, right. Um, and then there was that epic Valentine's Day weekend upgrade that we did. That was that was a lot. I yeah. don't know what are the ones you remember because you're you're the. Everybody, Chris is really the, I call him the techno nerd, but I think that sounds more like music. It's techie, techie. He's the techie brain side of things.
1: So, uh, yeah, I'm a technology side in videography. Um, My background is really, you know, business strategy and things like that. So I kind of touch a lot of these pieces. Beth specializes in the fitness and our target market understanding, um, the needs of these people because I'm not one of them. Um, but what's interesting that stand out in my mind are every time we tried to decide or every time we tried to kind of change who we were to better meet the needs of our clients without losing who we are. Um, you know, we, I think we did that about two or three times. One was as we kind of transitioned into being very tummy safe, um, a couple were adding pieces of technology or, or changing things. And the one you're talking about is like one of the worst things that we did as far as timing-wise. We decided to upgrade our entire platform over Valentine's Day. Uh, I mean, our staff like
0: was not happy. 20,
1: 30 hours straight Around with I mean, it was just.
0: I was at a bowling alley for part of it. I had to get my daughter to a birthday party, all right. and all the other moms were like chatting about their stuff, and I was like, my hair, which away, my I think my makeup was half done. I'm like, I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm on my laptop trying to find a Wi-Fi signal.
1: <laughs> it's kind of crazy because one of the things that's been interesting, very cool, but interesting is we don't ever have a downtime because we most of our people are in the U.S. and Canada, but we actually have a big chunk that's all around the world. And so there's never like a night time. And so you're like, (laughs) we're good. It's one in the morning. And then people are like, I can't log on. Um, So I think that's been interesting to kind of have a business that's truly global. And, you know, and we kind of turned on our ability for people to sign up via credit card around the world in different countries and then didn't even realize, and then two or three months later, we realized we've got like a hundred members in other countries. I didn't even know someone could join from, you know, wherever it was. And, um, that was kind of a cool transition where we realized, you know, there's no reason why other people can't like, There's no, I mean, we don't have lots of languages or anything, but if they speak English, then it's, there's no reason, right? Yeah. So, well- Oh, and another,
0: another, wait, another recent one was uh, closed captioning. We've been adding closed captioning lately, which it was a dream of mine for years, but it was so expensive for a long time. It wasn't financially responsible for us as a small business because we really do still classify that way um, to add that. And then, you know, as technology develops, we figured out uh, or found yeah. what is it, a plugin. I don't even know. See, I don't even understand that part of it. I'm just excited that we have it.
1: Nope. It's a service. It's a service that um, we send all of our video files to. They go through by hand. It's not a computer. And they actually listen to everything and type everything out and then review it. Another person reviews it and they send it back. And actually, it's not gotten any cheaper. We just make more money now.
0: <laughs> so now we can't afford it. Yay! Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and you know what? i It's another one of those things that you were right on, and I, I, I thought it'll be nice for people, but no one's going to listen to this. No one's going to do it. And what I didn't realize is, uh, as soon as we started putting these up there, moms are coming back and saying, "This is fantastic because now I can listen with the volume turned all the way down. Yeah, like, to my own music because I don't like yours, or I can do it. And my kids are taking a nap, and they won't get disturbed. Exactly. And yep. um, that was like, oh yeah that makes perfect sense. Um, but some of these things, you know, you don't know at the beginning. Um, yeah, yeah. I
0: didn't even, I didn't even realize that one. I, I honestly was doing it for, um, several clients who had written to us who are hearing impaired right. and yeah. they, they loved it. They had been introduce, introduced to it by a family member. Um, you know, cause hearing impaired people get diastases too. And so, but then they're like, I I can't hear you. And you're really good at demonstrating. And I am really visual and I do lots of big motions. I'm always pointing and and modifying and, and, I'm a clown on camera. Yeah. Uh, But they're like, even, even with as expressive as you are, I, I still can't always see your lips and read your lips. So you can never add closed captioning. And so we just kept reapproaching this every few months. And finally we were able to do it and I couldn't be more thrilled.
1: It's It's pretty cool. I mean, we're going through the process. We have over 200 workouts. We're going through the process of adding it.
0: Yep. So we, every new one gets it right. And then we also budget each month to do several more. So.
1: Yeah. Which let me make a note. So we do a closed caption. (laughs) Real deal. We're like real right now. I need to make sure that we uh, have the next batch going.
0: Yeah. Weightlifting Um, 301 needs it. And the new five minute series needs it.
1: Let's get it. Let's talk for a minute about stuff that's, that's been discouraging and hasn't worked. And the reason I say that is (laughs) who's going to watch this or listen to this podcast or watch it. Uh, it might be somebody that doesn't is just interested in how our story of how we created an online business to reach thousands of people um, digitally. Uh, they might just want to learn about that. So, mm-hmm. from a business side, what are some of the things that have really hit us that we weren't expecting that have that have sucked? Like, what's some stuff that's been hard?
0: All of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a little huge in there. <laughs> uh, I mean,
0: I love what I do. Um, but it is always hard work. And I would say the first two or three years were the hardest, um, not making anything. I mean, I think like those first months we didn't make anything. And then we started making like a hundred bucks each a month or something like that. Uh, that, that was tough. I think from a business standpoint, um, I I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's so many things in my head right now. I want to say the naysayers, it, you know, people look at you and they think, oh, you're successful. And they think that success is a continuum and that once you're there, you just stay successful. And that's right. not true. You, no. you, and there's also this lie out there that if you push the wheel hard enough, long enough, eventually the wheel will just keep spinning on its own. And that's not true either. No. You still have to push the wheel and you, you wheel. people can spot business owners, professionals, professionals. Who don't really care about the wheel? They just care about what's coming out of the wheel, and that's not us. Yeah. And I really do want to keep the wheel going, so it's hard for me to not push it. You've actually had to tell me, "Quit, take some time off, step away, let it go." You do not need to answer this question at on Friday night at ten thirty at night. You can take a weekend. It's very hard for me to do that.
1: Yeah, I think a couple things come to my mind. One was um, when we were starting, I was still very skeptical that you were going to frankly want to do what's needed to do it not the fitness part but when you start an online business especially we decided we weren't going to take any loans we weren't going to put anything on credit cards we weren't going to get an investor so we had to start it totally bootstrapped with no advertising yeah do that i remember having a conversation with you i said beth now listen you're going to need to write one to two posts every week that really are the The goods. And you're like, no problem, I got it. I'm like, okay, hold on, (laughs) hold on, hold on, hold on. And you can have like, let's say a hundred of them at the end of a year, and we're not gonna have anybody joining. And you're like, huh. (laughs) Well, I think we'll have hundreds. Like, "Mm, just be ready for zero. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And um it wasn't zero, but it's very hard to get that traction started at the beginning. I think our first year, we ended up the year with like 60 members or something.
0: 42.
1: 42 members, and half of them were friends and family. Uh, <laughs> this idea was dumb. or well, they are
0: from Tennessee, right? Tennessee or whatever
1: yeah, Tennessee was our big. Anyway, that's weird. Yeah.
0: We started in Oregon. I was like, why are all these people in
1: Tennessee? That was super weird. Uh, actually, <laughs> Tennessee is still a big state. Anyway, I know. A point. but what's cool is with internet businesses is that we still get members every month from those first articles that you wrote because you did what you said you were going to do and you didn't write crap. Every single oh, thing you did was real, heartfelt hard good writing and um that is super hard to do when you get like one new follower no comments and you're like are you kidding me i spent two days writing this is unbelievably amazing the information everyone needs and no one reads it and that's really hard but over time it like uh, began to have you know momentum and Mm -hmm. Kept building and building and building. And now we've got literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of amazing articles, workouts and stuff. But I remember that being a very hard time because even though we went into it with our eyes open and knowing, Hey, we're not going to have zillions of viewers because we're not spending any money on advertising. They got to find us on their own. Yeah. It's knowing that. And then like writing something that you care about and then having no one read it is hard. And then the good news is that now everyone's read they, they have thousands of views and, and they, it wasn't for nothing, but it could have been for nothing if you would have given up.
0: Um, hmm. I don't other, know if I even thought about that. Oh, yeah.
1: It's a big deal. And it's something, you know, I do a lot of, I do a lot of um, coaching and consulting for startups and I use this as an example, this exact story, because they're like, They pour their heart into something and then they put it out on social media and no one freaking cares. And then they're like, "I guess no one. This business isn't good." No,
0: and then they give up.
1: You have to invest. Mm -hmm. Here's a story of my business partner Beth. Here's what she did. We had forty. I've been telling people sixty. We actually only had forty-two members (laughs) at the end of the year. Um, Did she give up? No, she didn't give up. Some days she felt like it. I told her you got to keep going. Some days I felt like it. You told me we got to keep going. But the end, at the end of the day, you, we ended up kind of creating something that's been pretty impactful, but it's been difficult. The other thing that I think is, that we were really wrong about is um, some of our advertising campaigns. Oh yeah. We've got out there and not really had extra money and said, okay, we're gonna do it. Let's spend $1,000 and do this advertising that we don't really have, but we believe in it. And it's so amazing.
0: I know, yeah, now that we got big, or bigger you know and we're like hey we have some money to put into advertising let's let's try this we've gotten this far without advertising what'll happen if we advertise
1: yeah. that's been hard because we've been wrong a lot uh yeah. right too
0: well and we I- don't sell fitness the same way that's made it hard too is you know I, I, we worked with this one company that really wanted to use pictures of chicks and bikinis with chiseled abs and i'm like uh that's just not even in our wheelhouse that's just not what we're selling
1: yeah. And the thing is like they knew what they were doing to sell fitness but the problem is is that we we're so different in a good way that they couldn't get their heads wrapped around it. Like I remember you saying let's get this guy's you know wife to sign up and then she can help him understand. The guy was single so that didn't work. But <laughs> it, it's hard, right? Like yeah. we are different um on purpose. Yeah. And um You know, I think, I think that's been hard because we are swimming upstream.
0: Yeah. In every way, not just in the fitness department, but also how we present it and uh, just the very nature of um, the music that we use, the clothing that I wear, um, even where we film, the fact that we film in homes, we don't film in these sterile studios where we can always control the environment. So we have had ferrets run through our set and we've had dogs uh and but you know our members love that. We attract people who are authentic and real and they want us to be just as authentic and real and and yeah. I can't do anything but provide it because that's who we are.
1: Yeah. We've definitely had to do a lot of takes on workouts to break up fights between cousins <laughs> and siblings and I'm hungry, when can we eat? I mean it's it's uh, pretty interesting, but I kind of like that about it because it is absolutely authentic. And a lot of uh, companies spend a lot of time trying to pretend to be authentic and maybe they even are, but you can't misjudge our authenticity when you see our website and our workouts and our blog posts and everything that we do Yeah, is <laughs> obvious.
0: Um, I, I think my favorite my favorite two outtakes, and one of them is in our blooper reel. If you look up fit 2 be bloopers, yeah. um, I was using a splint um, during part of the workout, and I set it down, and your, one of your dogs came running through, picked it up, and ran off with it. Oh and I was my. like, he, he's chewing on my splint. <laughs> and then uh, most recently, and this didn't even get cut out, it was... Um, your one of your one of your dogs came in and and laid down belly up while I was doing deadlifts during the weightlifting I think weightlifting one hundred and one and so I would just work in a belly scratch I put the weights down scratch your belly pick the weights up and stand up put the weights down scratch your belly pick the weights up and the members you know love that the kids real life. Said, mom are you gonna do the workout with the doggy so hey that also works to get the moms working out
2: hmm.
1: I like it because it's real life because you know what they have dogs in there oh yeah while they're working out. So that, that makes me think, we've kind of gone through this history, and now we're in these countries and everything. I mean, we're still a small business. I don't want you guys to think that we're in like this high-rise or anything. We're still very organic, very small. But here we are. What is it like to transition to a business that now we have hundreds and hundreds of positive reviews and people telling us that we've impacted? You know what I just thought of? Talk about what it was like to get our first accusation photoshopped our images that what that remember, oh. remember when we got accused of photoshopping our result images
0: yes i do remember hold on i'm just switching spots here because it's a pacific northwest day and the light is shifting because of course it can't just stay sunny forever
1: east it's sunny
0: and i, I think i just got zapped in my earphones that was a weird feeling <laughs> okay i'm awake now Um, yeah, this, this gal, she sent us these beautiful pictures of her in her living room and, or no, in her her bathroom. And she was just showing how she had connected to her core because when she first started fit to be, and she would try to do a belly breath where you exhale and engage your transverse abdominis. And if you don't know how to do that, you can check out our workouts and she couldn't do it. And then she figured out how to do it. So she sent us this picture where she's like, Hey, I I, I found my core, look, here's my belly relaxed and here's my belly engaged. So we put this really cool picture up, got her permission, wrote this blog, got some feedback from her. Well, people, when they saw that, they assumed that it was like the six weeks before and after, oh, she's just sucking her belly and I can do that. And I was like, can you please read the article before you comment, please? And then we did a follow-up on her a couple of years later because she went on to become a yoga instructor herself who does these um, amazing handstands and she works in her community and she's a tummy safe instructor and she sends people to us all the time. Yeah. It's just such a cool story.
1: But I remember that you were, when that came through, some accusations came through were Photoshopping results, pictures, it was pretty hard.
0: Oh, like, I was mad and I was, I think I cried.
1: It was bad because when you pour your life into something and you really believe in it and you're actually helping people and then people accuse you of misinformation, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And it, that wasn't the first time either. We've, we've had that happen before. We've also had people steal our images mm-hmm. and um, you know, and I got to put on my positive pants and, and send them an email and say, <clears throat> excuse me.
1: Yes, and I always remind you that copying is the finest form of flattery.
0: Yes, and Um, so what I say is, look, I don't mind if you use our images, but can you please not remove our modern mark, and can you please link back to us? And they either take the image down or they link back to us, and it builds a bridge. So that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, um, I think that... We've, uh, I think it's good. I think that we've done some pretty impactful things. I would love to just kind of summarize this up. Have you kind of talk about where you see the future going? Um, this being our first podcast and stuff, maybe we should just briefly touch on the kind of stuff that we're going to dig into because the episodes after this won't really be like this. We'll be digging into specific issues that we're dealing with and talking about them, um, getting guests in and things like that. But what do you think, you know, like what's the future for our business? What's the future for this podcast? Where's your head at with that stuff?
0: Well, I mean, we're going to break into the wrapping scene, right?
1: That's actually true.
0: <laughs> we're I, really I, wrote a rap. I wrote a rap about taking my girl to band and my bathrobe because my laundry ain't done and I got no wardrobe and Chris has been wanting to run with that and like put it to a wrap. And so I think we're going to do it
1: going to happen so stay tuned for that Uh, yeah
0: fit to be mama jama but aside okay aside from the silliest and we and we do have a lot of fun here on fit to be but um we are planning to um really come out with a lot more e-courses we're planning to blend in mobile back into our site and make those courses even more accessible for our members Uh, i've got so many more workouts up my sleeve it's not even funny um i've been doing a lot of learning lately about um more about neck health. So I talk a lot about core, but I've also done a lot with neck. We have a 14 day neck challenge e-course and I personally am going to be doing more with my neck as I rehabilitate some stuff. Finally got to the root of my own issues and hopefully, hopefully going to pass on that information to all of our clients. Yeah. And I really want to do more speaking in the community. I used to do that a lot um, and have taken a break from that and want to get back into that.
1: Yeah. So So what you're saying is a lot. (laughs) yes what you're saying is we're not the kind to just let the flywheel spin and ignore it
0: no no sometimes i wish my brain would shut off for a while you know i i I, I binge watch friends sometimes hoping that it will just shut things down and no no instead i get more ideas (laughs) i had to keep doing that
1: and you just admitted that you binge watch friends which is always fantastic
0: Yes, I do. we well, actually right now it's criminal minds.
1: Got it. Yeah.
0: Criminal,
1: it's criminal minds. But that doesn't
0: help either. Cause that's got anatomy in it too. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> that's, 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 ooh. ooh, look at her. Look at her, her muscles. <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> is... Kind of morbid, I suppose. But I, that's just how I always view everything. I'm like, I'm like the walking x-ray.
1: Yeah. That's good though because it allows since our so much of our stuff is about real life movements how to how to kind of do this sort of thing where you are doing whatever your life needs you to be doing it's actually useful so maybe you could just justify the binge watching as research for material for the website
0: yeah Grey's Anatomy totally Grey's Anatomy
1: it's like a required <laughs> thing. <laughs> Excuse okay. me, while I do research all night long and watch every episode in this season. I yeah,
0: need- I just wish I could actually sit and watch and do nothing else. I end up taking notes. I end up stretching. I end up crocheting. That- I don't. I don't sit still.
1: So maybe I wish you- I could for zoning out. But anyway, so anyway, I. So this has been. Awesome. I think this is a fantastic start to a really cool podcast. Yes. Uh, if you're just getting into this um, and trying to learn more about some of these topics, I really encourage you to check out our website um, at fit F-I-T, the number two, the letter B.com. There's tons of great resources for you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can shoot us questions on there. Follow us on Facebook. We have a thriving community that loves to get in and help people and answer yep. questions um so i encourage also
0: you on twitter all
1: On twitter um at instagram yes yeah, so check us out uh we have tons of information you owe it to yourself to educate yourself on this anyway even if you don't come to us just learn about this particular problem um and how it might be affecting you and, and the workouts that you're doing yes. other than that definitely check out our other podcasts. subscribe to our podcast visit our youtube subscribe to our youtube you will not regret it. It's all useful information. There's no foolishness in there. And uh, until next time, I'm glad you guys joined us today.
0: Yeah, have a fit day.
1: <laughs> See you guys later.